Let's appreciate uh, Henry for the work he's doing. Amen. Yeah. He's a very good moderator. You'd want to use him anywhere. Amen. Yeah. Uh, I'm very grateful to be here once again after a long time, you know. Books, books, and family, those things. But I thank God that finally I'm here and I uh, thank the leadership of DYF. Yeah, for considering me to share the word and especially with the message of today. Today I never felt like preaching. I just wanted to be soaked. I wish it was a worship experience. That's how I was feeling. <laughs> yeah, but you know, we can still worship. It's not too late. Amen. It's not. Yeah, so um called Richard Musinguzi once again. Those of you who don't know me, uh, my family sends greetings. They love you. They love you so, so much. Uh, I'm going to dive into the message now because of time. I have so many slides, but I, I'm going to be very fast uh, so that we can, I can share heart to heart with you. Amen? Yeah, I was given a, a topic to talk about. That is the, the oneness of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen? If you are going to share, well, how would you share this message? You know? Uh, but anyway, the Holy Spirit is with us. He's going to guide us. And I, I just uh, thought we would just think about the Holy Spirit uh, through these slides. There are things that you already know, but we are just emphasizing them and just make you appreciate the presence of God. He's with us. He's Emmanuel, God with us. But sometimes we tend to forget, yeah? Especially when you're going through tough times, you tend to think like God is very far away. He's doing his own things. I'm doing my own. But he's very present with you. Now, um, oneness of the Father, the oneness of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yes, I just thought about the, the a definition, and it's a definition that you can even Google. But it's a definition I got. It says Trinity is a theological term used to define God as an undivided unity expressed in the threefold nature of God the Father. God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. It is God, but he's expressing himself in three persons. You heard the song they were singing uh, the, about the Trinity. It's God, God, but in three persons. Now, the other thing that we need to understand is that the Bible is united in the way it talks about the Holy Spirit. There is no conflict in the Bible and we are going to see it as we read uh, some scriptures. Uh, in the Old Testament, the, Holy, the, the Trinity comes out so clearly. You know, the person who is talking about the Trinity is really trying to give some detail. And you see it's very clear. But when you come in the New Testament, it is more of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, man. You just have to understand that I'm in the Spirit. Just click, you know. So in the New Testament, it's, they assume that, you know, you must understand the things. You must perceive. Huh? Those are some of the things that you see in the, in the New Testament. But in the Old Testament, you can see they are trying to help us understand that there is God, but he is expressed in these persons. And we are going to see some of those scriptures bringing out that, that thing of the Trinity. Now, uh, the other thing we need to understand is that uh, the Trinity is considered as a divine mystery beyond human comprehension uh, to be reflected upon only through 
scripture revelation. You cannot understand the Trinity unless you read the scripture. Eh? So no one should deceive you. I feel the presence of God and is not reading the word of God. Maybe there are, I don't know, there are many spirits out there. You get? But we, we are saying we want to enjoy the presence of God, but our basis is from the word of the word of God. So it remains a mystery, but through scripture we are able to get revelation knowledge concerning the Trinity. Now I wanted to bring out some two major errors in history and which are still happening even today. You know, history repeats itself. Now there is something called the tritheism. I don't like these words, but I had to bring them out. Tritheism. And tritheism, uh, this is it's an error that emphasizes the distinctiveness of God, of the Godhead, to the point that the Trinity is seen as three separate gods. That's a big G. Now there is a problem there. The, the Jews, the Jewish culture in which we continue to follow, they, they emphasize monotheism or one God. There is one God and is expressed in three persons. Now this tritheism says there are three big gods. You can, you know, have God, the Holy Spirit, and it's all about the Holy Ghost, you know. And you find someone is driven by the Holy Spirit things. Praise the Lord. Then you find another one is driven by, you know, God, the God, the Father, you know, God, it's all about God, God. And you can see it the way someone is worshipping and you see they are driven like that. And I think you've seen some of the people like that. Though we are not supposed to judge. Then there is also God, Jesus. Jesus, everything is about Jesus, Jesus. And we have some of these men of God who emphasize Jesus as though Jesus is the only thing. You know, but we, we understand that we have one God, but he's expressed in these three persons. And they are, we are going to notice that they are all very important and they play different roles. And you need to enjoy uh, their roles. Amen. And then the other era is, is called unitar, unitar, Unitarianism. Yeah, you go and Google it. That's a spelling. Uni, unitarianism. Okay. Now this one. This is what they say. It's, it, this, ex, this excludes the concept of distinctiveness while focusing solely on the aspect of God the Father. In this way, Christ and the Holy Spirit are placed in lower categories. Now, that is also another kind of error. We are saying God is one. But if I want to be soaked in the Holy Spirit, my friend, God, the Holy Spirit, remains God. Amen. So there is no one who is lower than the other. It is God expressed in three persons. Now, if you understand that, your worship is going to be different. Praise the Lord. So if you are having a worship experience and, it, and you know, the Holy Spirit is doing a lot of work, you know, there are those moments when the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is playing a bigger role now. You've, you've, maybe Jesus has now, you know, you've come to understand that Jesus has crucified everything on the cross. Now they have been teaching you. Now you understand that every curse was nailed on the cross. You understand that you, you, you have become a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. After you've understood that, now it is time to engage with the presence of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is here with Ah, how many of you believe that the Holy Spirit is here with us? We know that God, the Father, and the Son, they are in the throne room. But the Holy Spirit has been given to us as a gift. So as the fellowship, DYF, we can think about it. Yeah? One of the things that we need to emphasize is the Holy Spirit. We understand that God is one, but we must 
utilize the Holy Spirit because as we are going to see in the slides, he quickens things. Look at your neighbor and tell them, quicken. Hmm? You want quick things, eh? Engage in the Holy Ghost. Eh? Yes. If you want quick things, you need to spend time in the presence of God. You need to sing those songs. You know, engage. Let me not, let me not go off. Now, let's go to the Old Testament view on Trinity. Now, the Old Testament consistently affirms the unity of God through such statements as seen in Deuteronomy 6.4, Genesis 1.26, Proverbs 8.27, Psalm 104, verse 30. Let's go. Let's dive there and see. Now, Deuteronomy 6.4. It is saying, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord, in capital, a, capital L-O-R-D, Lord, is one. They are emphasizing it because they know many times you are tempted to want to, you know, emphasize the Father, emphasize, you know, Jesus, emphasize the Holy Spirit. Why you're trying to be unique, but they are one. So you as a worshiper or you as a minister, it is your duty to balance the equation very well. Because there's a lot of temptation in ministry to emphasize one thing more than the other. Uh Uh-huh. Genesis 1.26. It says, then God said... Of course, you remember in Genesis 1, it was all about the, the earth was, there was formlessness and you know, the spirit was hovering and God said, let there be light. Of course, now we are seeing God speaking, the Holy Spirit. Uh-huh. But now in Genesis 1, 26, things change. He says, let us make man in our image, in our likeness and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air over the livestock, over all the earth, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So we are seeing there is, there is some kind of a meeting going on. The whole, that's what I'm saying. The, the Old Testament does, is trying to bring out the Trinity, but it takes you to just take time to think and understand and allow the Holy Spirit to give you that revelation knowledge. That's what I'm saying. The Old Testament is trying to help us understand the Trinity. New Testament is all about the outpouring, the lemma walking, the blind are seeing, but we are not understanding this thing. There are dynamics of the Trinity working in the New Testament. But in the Old Testament, it is so clear that there is the Father, the Son working. Now, in Genesis 1.26, we might not see the Son coming out properly, isn't it? In Gen- at least we have seen the Father and the Spirit. At least we have seen them so much in Genesis 1. Now, in Proverbs chapter 8 and verse 27, you see what they're saying. It talks about wisdom, the wisdom book. It says, I was there when he set the heavens in place, when he marked out the horizon on the face of the deep. Think about it. Who is talking right now? They're talking about wisdom. Who is the wisdom of God? He says, I was there when he set the heavens in place. That's a question you're asking yourself. But when you read in Proverbs, they're talking about the wisdom. And we know the wisdom comes through the word of God. You cannot be wise minus the word of God. And so we are seeing that you, here when you read it, it looks, it's like Jesus was watching things. God was speaking, but he was there. We are going to read more scriptures to get more insight. He was there. He had a role to play. He is the living word. You must speak. But you don't speak anything. Not everything is something. You must speak the living word. 
And who is that living word? Jesus is the living word. It is one thing to speak. And it's another thing also to speak sense. Not everything you speak carries water. So we are seeing still someone is, is just trying to, is a witness. He was there. Then in, in Psalm 104 verse 30, I pray that the Holy Spirit will give you understanding. He says, when you send your spirit, they are created. And you renew the face of the earth. Now are you seeing the Holy Spirit. I was saying, if you want quick things, you need to engage with the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit, when he is sent, he creates. The work of the Holy Spirit is to create things. You believe in God for a promotion. Promotions, Banange, are there. I have witnessed these things. Money is there in the house of God. I have entered the house of God crying for money. And people have sent me millions of shillings. Yeah? This is just, I've not even started working, but I've enjoyed the benefits of the sanctuary. You know the scripture that says, if you read Psalm 20, it says support will come from where? From Zion. Eh? Support will come from Zion. We are on Mount Zion. Sanctuary. We are in the sanctuary. In the sanctuary, there is provision. Yeah. So when he sends, when he says, "I will send your, your when you send your spirit, they are created." So I'm saying, when the spirit is sent to the DYF, there are things that are going to be created: marriages, job opportunity, contracts. What? I'm, no, I'm just trying to give you the dynamics of miracles. These are the dynamics. Not allow people to intimidate you. Things of the spirit, they don't have, they are for all of us. Don't allow people to monopolize the things of the spirit. These are the dynamics. When the Holy Spirit is sent, things are created. Before we started, my brother, Ebo was trying to act. Chitwari. Let me tell you, those things are not jokes. Receive. No, it's real. But now what I'm trying to do, I'm trying to show you the dynamics of the manifestation. The other one is just trying to do gymnastics. But for you, in the Disciples Youth Fellowship, you know the dynamics of the manifestation of the things of God. Amen. Hallelujah. So this evening, you're living knowing that miracles is, is the order of the day. That's why I agree with Andrew Womack. And some of you, you know, he has had those issues. You know, miracles is normal. To, to walk, even coming here is a miracle. Even eating that rice is a miracle. Are we the people who have been killed by one grain of rice, one, and they die. So some of you think when you swallow food, it's, it's natural. It's not. Hey, hey. Uh, you have you are, you are witnesses. Sometimes you wonder how the thing choked you. You are not talking, but somehow you're like <coughs> water. <coughs> that kind of thing. My friend, every moment is a miracle. Don't take life for granted. So the Holy Spirit is with you. Amen. Now in the New Testament, the view on Trinity, they are saying uh, that the New Testament does not present an organized presentation of the Trinity. You know, there are scattered sections from various writers that appear throughout the New Testament to reflect a seemingly accepted understanding that exists without full-length discussion. You get, that's why we get that kind of confusion. You're like, hey, how comes for me, Peter was walking and his shadow was healing the sick, raising the dead. Th- there are dynamics. 
It's not that Peter was fasting more. Now we have had men of God who say that because Peter was fasting many times, when you fast more miracles increase. I don't believe in that. Was Peter fasting? Are you sure? Especially for Peter. I don't know. You're getting what I'm saying. The, the dynamics of the things of God are, are it's 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 really it's all about the God working through you. If you look in the Old Testament, the, the men who did powerful things were lousy. Look at Jonah. He was a lousy prophet. Very lousy. He had, he had mood swings. But God used him. <laughs> Some of us say, yeah, yeah, you find you have mood swings. But the Lord will use you. Say amen. Hey, the Lord will use you. Hey, you're strong. You have mood swings. But the Lord will use you anyway. Look at Elijah. He had issues. Yeah, you know God, I am the only one left and God said, come on, I have 7,000 who have not bowed down to Baal. Some of us, we think that, you know, you're the only one. No, God has chosen to use you because he loves you. That's how he has chosen it. I choose whom I choose. Amen? So enjoy, enjoy the presence of God. So let no one intimidate you. But what we are trying to say is, we need to appreciate the Old Testament. The New Testament is just a manifestation of what the Old Testament was trying to bring out. Yeah? So let's, let's, let's understand that the Old Testament is very, very important. Men of God who undermine the Old Testament, I feel sorry for them. You, you will never get deep revelation unless you understand the Old Testament. Like, like, like the miracles that Elisha performed. They are kingdom dynamics. Throwing a stick on water and the axe head floats. They are, dy- they are kingdom principles that made that thing to happen. Especially when the physicians are here. Archimedes principle. You understand these things. The axe head cannot float. And he brings a stick. What is, the, what is that? How do you pick a branch stick? Throw it on water and the axe head floats. You need to understand kingdom secrets. Praise the Lord. I would have given you some examples, but they are, I need like a, a marriage seminar and what? To tell you some of these things. Some things I cannot tell you here. They need some seminar because those are dynamics of miracles. They are strange things that you don't learn in your, in your exams. Even in a seminar, you never get them. These are secrets that the Holy Spirit releases to you and says, do it. And it works. Some of you are like, now... Seven principles of proposing to a woman. No way. No, 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 no. Those things don't work. There is a specific thing that must come from the Holy Spirit. These things are not revealed by flesh and blood. They are revealed by the Holy Spirit. Some of you are watching things. How to propose to a woman quickly. No way. They can't work. You need some secrets of the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to tickle someone here. Yes. Yes. You know, do not conform any longer to the standards of this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yeah, I know the, I, I don't know why I like using this thing, but this, we must, because it's very, very important. It's part of our social life. Some things are very important. And let me tell you, when something burdens you, it's very important. So don't, don't shy away. When, 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 like for example, when I always tell you, when I was doing ministry here, I was a man of the Spirit and I was focused. I was full of the Holy Spirit. I was not moved. But the Holy Spirit said, my brother, I mean my son, 
It's time. It's time. Hey. I said how am I going to do it Lord. Hey. You get. It's the time. That is maturity. It is the season. Now the question when it is the season. What do I do? Do not conform any longer to the standards of this world. Be you transformed. So the question is what did I do? I said in the youth office, I am giving I'm going on leave. Every moment I enter the office every morning, I will first do what I'm doing, I open my Bible. The spirit told me go to Proverbs chapter 31. Get revelation knowledge. I said but I've read this chapter before. Remember I've been in scripture union. I have experience. Come on. I've read Proverbs 31 before. But but the, the spirit is saying, "Ah, you don't understand. Go back. Read line by line. Meditate upon it. Think about it. Chew it. Then something is going to be birth. Praise the Lord. Now now it makes sense when you read Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the now it means when i am ready ah uh, this 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 you know these conversations chokaba nange says those boys ah those are chicken chicken conversations a man who's ready for marriage chicken conversations i put aside because they are going to limit me blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked no sit in the seats of scoffers and mockers sha uh, uh, me sha so he has to pay all the dowry those conversations are not spiritual conversations you must wake up come out of your flesh and begin to think right hallelujah yes yes by the way we have not we have not diverted we are talking about the trinity the trinity God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now hear what it says. Let's continue. I will come back. Now, evidence of the Trinity in the New Testament. There is Matthew 28:90. That one you know. It says, "Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit." Now, I think the disciples were just doing it. I baptize in the name of the Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Receive. I baptize in the name of the Father. They did understand what they were talking about. This is they are telling you my friend, these three persons are going to play a role in your life. You know those moments when you just want the Father to embrace you. You know those moments? Those moments. Hmm? When when the sister chucks you, you need the Father's embrace. I'm telling you, those those moments I don't want the Son I don't want the Holy Spirit. I need the Father's embrace. Hmm. Hallelujah. Woo! The woman has struck me. And the Lord says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. That, that's what I need right now. Hallelujah. Hey, I'm telling you, the Trinity is working. But we are not utilizing him well. Hallelujah. <laughs> yes. I remember one time I was I was going to propose to this lady. She was beautiful. Of course I've told my wife, so don't worry about that. And I went to her out. We look, I bought soda which I tried, but she was in, she was very busy, you know. She was on her phone. I'm like, "Wanange. I want to propose. The lady is doing her own things." 
I had to escort her back to office and life went on. Bye bye. I said good why. Hey, hallelujah. But but that's just an example and it applies it applies in every challenge. I'm just using this one because of course, you know, this is a good one, you know. He who finds a way finds a good thing. So this one of course is exciting. But it the, the the principles are the same on any other thing, even a job, even your course. Some of you are here, you applied for a master's course, but you it was locked down. You you get what I'm talking about? What's the relationship lockdown? Is it lockdown a good time to apply for a new course? Think about it. Under normal circumstances, a brother will tell you, "Oh Henry, you say, "Eh, Pastor Richard, you wait. Let's wait for lockdown to end. We shall continue." Praise the Lord. I will say, "No, Lord. I don't think Henry is speaking by the by the by the spirit." I go back and say, "Lord, but you spoke to me." And you know Henry is concerned, but I'm seeing is like opposing what I want to do. It's like a war I'm undergoing. It's like a war. So you could be here. You are applying for a, you know, to do a, a doctorate or something. But tuition. All your salary, tuition, cousin. Tuition, young brother. Tuition. But did, does it mean that you cannot go for that doctorate? Have you asked? You do not have because you do not ask. Ask and you will receive. I have friends who had a desire and they studied. You know? I have a good example I like using Hamza. Hamza says Simba. Say ha. He's a certified public accountant today. But I know those I remember those days when it was a dream. But now, you know, he walks even the walking style has changed. Hallelujah. Woo! Glory. Hey! I tell you. <laughs> Woo! I love it. Status has changed. He's, a, he's not a normal SR. Certified public accountant. Praise the Lord. And may that be your portion in Jesus' name. Amen. So we are seeing the baptism involves the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So your identity is in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That one is an explanation for another time. Now, in 2 Corinthians chapter 13 from 13 to 14, it says all saints send their greeting. This was a greeting. Uh, Paul is speaking to the church in Corinth. He says, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. If you believe it, say amen. Look at it. Think about it. Verse 14. You go there to verse 14. says, may the grace of the... Now we can understand that Jesus, when I have Jesus, the grace of the Lord is upon me. You, you know, when you're born again, you, 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 you tap in the grace of God. Let me tell you, being here is the grace of God. Amen. Being in DYF for, for all these years is the grace of God. Because for me, I've witnessed people who have come in DYF and they, are, they have left. But to see that you're still in DYF, it is the grace of God. Because we go through valleys and, you know, tough stuff. You know, someone stumbles, you steps on your toes, whatever it is. But you stay there. So the grace of Jesus Christ. And the love of, you remember the love of the Father, the love. Hallelujah. When you're crying and say, Lord, I want to give up. And the Father says, don't worry, I love you. Amen. I mean, that one motivates you. And then the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Have you ever been walking around? Like, you know, hey, man, Lord, I'm broke. <laughs> Lord, I pray that you bless me. Let me tell you, you're interacting with the Holy Spirit. You say, man, Lord, I'm broke. Bless me. 
guide me lord i pray that this contract will work out you're not speaking to yourself you're interacting with the holy spirit and as you're walking somehow you know hey you meet an ob by now where are you going you know i have some contract i'm going hey by the way what do you do before you know it that's why we talk about divine connection if you read in the old testament you find so much of the divine connection. even in the new testament it's there it is it is the holy spirit i have come to understand it is the holy spirit that gives us that connection praise the lord Yes and then um let's go to first peter chapter 1 i'll read from okay let me read it first it says from verse 1 it says peter an apostle of jesus christ to the to god's elect strangers in the world scattered throughout pontus galatia cappadocia asia and bithynia who have been chosen according to the forewarned knowledge of god the father now that when you can understand things of why am i here those are issues of the father it is planned that's how he has planned it and you cannot change it yeah and then through the sanctifying work of the spirit the holy spirit can sanctify you that's what i'm talking about mood swings you had mood swings but before you know it as you knelt down to pray there's a way the holy spirit does that sanct- you don't even understand it someone annoys you you are about to burst but before you know it you are forgiven them the sanctifying power of the holy spirit and uh-huh. then for the obedience of the obedience to Jesus Christ and the sprinkling of his blood you see they are connecting Jesus with the sprinkling of blood so we see Jesus plays the role of reconciling us back to God through the blood of the blood of Jesus and then they are saying grace and peace be yours in abundance so this is what i believe that the the trinity brings me into a place of grace and peace so people say panang but panang i wish i could be like the other brother let me tell you Those are the dynamics. The man has learned to interact with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit at specific times. There are those seasons when I need to interact with the Holy Spirit more and more. When I'm downcast. When I feel low. Yeah? Okay. John chapter 1 from verse 1. I think we, this one I will read it first. You know it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And, who was, and they are even using here. And they say, And the Word was God. Yeah he was with God in the beginning through him all things were made without him nothing was made that has been made in him was life and the life was the light of men i was thinking about that statement in him was in jesus was life and the life was the light of men now when you read in john chapter 6 verse 63 let's continue john john chapter 6 verse 63 That is slide number what? Uh, you can get it. it. Says the spirit gives life. Mm-hmm. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you, they are spirit and they are life. If the Lord says, those who trust in the Lord, First Peter chapter two verse six, they shall never be put to shame. Can you believe that? And say, Lord, you will never put me to shame. Yeah. Even when they have turned down my contract or whatever. Lord you never put me to shame and indeed the Lord has not put you to shame. When I look at all of you, your faces are bright. If you were ashamed you would not be here. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, uh let me skip to now in summary, let me go to page uh, slide 28. In summary, we have seen that God is one. The God of the Old Testament is the same God of the New Testament and the doctrine of the Trinity does not abandon the monotheistic faith of Israel. We know Israel is our role model nation. 
even in their faith. They believe in one God. Then the other thing that God has three distinct ways of being in the redemptive event, yet remains an undivided unity. God the Father imparts himself to mankind through the Son and the Spirit without ceasing to be himself. This is the very heart of the Christian faith, of the Christian faith. God God imparted himself on us through his son Jesus Christ. He came and identified with us, he died on the cross, and through his spirit he's with us. And then the other thing we must understand that you know salvation has been released by the Father in the person of Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit. In closing, this is what I can just say. That the Trinity is known not through speculation, but through experiencing the act of grace, I mean of grace, through personal faith. Let me tell you, I know those moments, all of you have personal experiences. There is no school that will teach you about the Holy Spirit. I've been studying. I've, I've just finished. I'm waiting to graduate. But even the theologians cannot teach you about the Holy Spirit. They, they, they will just tell you basic things. The Holy Spirit does this. But there are specific things that you will learn from your personal work with the Lord. Like for me now, I don't worry about, about rent. Okay. Because for the past three years, I've been sleeping in a good house without a job, but paying rent in millions. Not from my bank account, from people. Praise the Lord. Now, you will not come and intimidate me now. Even my landlord loves me. She can wait for me to, she can receive rent in six months. She says, it's okay. You pay later. That is the grace of God. You get it. And I'm praying that that grace will continue to be upon you. Allow, allow, the, allow the situations come the way they come. But the most important thing, engage with the Father. Engage with the Son. Engage with the Holy Spirit. And let me tell you, your life will continue to be better and better. And you will inspire many of us. Hallelujah. May the good Lord bless you.